When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Today, we are going to be discussing gender identity and sexual orientation for dummies. And when I say dummies, please don't take offense to that. I'm a dummy myself. I really feel like I'm just beginning to really understand all of this. And there's so many nuances, definition, changes in language, interpretations, beliefs, political affiliations. I mean, it's a really a far more complicated subject matter than I would have ever thought. The catalyst for me wanting to learn more about this was a really personal experience. I had someone who I love very much, who I've always been a part of their life. This is a child of one of my dear friends who came out as non-binary. And the first time I ever heard that term, I didn't know what it meant. All I knew is that I love this child very, very much, and I wanted to understand more. I knew they had been struggling for years. I suspected there was something going on with gender or sexual orientation. And all I knew is I just wanted to love them and support them. And in order to do that, I think for all of us, in order to love and support others, we have to have an open mind, an open heart, and seek to understand. As you can imagine, this is a very complicated and nuanced topic. It's complicated because there are so many different interpretations. It's complicated because it can be controversial. It can be political, and it shouldn't be. Frankly, it really shouldn't be. And so for all intents and purposes here on The Shaleen Show— my objective is this. I want to kind of educate those of you. When I say educate, I mean like share what I know, not that I'm an expert, share what I understand with regard to the terminology to the best of my ability and knowledge today. And then I want you to hear from parents because many of you are parents, because you know a teenager, because you care about others. And I think to understand things from their perspective and to hear a variety of experiences and opinions and perspectives. You know, some parents are incredibly open and loving and accepting, and it hasn't been that difficult. And other parents, it's been absolutely devastating. You will hear from the parents on Monday. So I'm really happy that you're listening to this episode because it's going to open up your eyes. I mean, it's opened up dialogue here in my household. It's something I continue to learn more about, and it's complicated. And this doesn't just affect teenagers. You're going to hear from parents whose children are as young as five and six and 11 years old who are coming to them and saying, I think I was born in the wrong body. I don't want to be a girl. I don't feel like a boy. And I think we have to suspend judgment. In fact, I'm asking you to suspend judgment and to start today by just understanding the language that you're going to hear on Monday. Understanding some of the language and terminology that is becoming more readily a part of our society, the language and terminology that will help you to help someone you know who may be going through this, and maybe you don't even know it. 
In the past week or so, we've been talking about anxiety with young people, anxiety in us and anxiety in our children. One of the most frequently reoccurring topics that I heard from parents was that their children were struggling with either their own sexuality or their gender identity. My goal in creating this episode today is to help you, as someone who might be completely foreign to any of this, to have a better understanding because, frankly, it is more common than you might think. If you know teenagers or parents of teenagers, there's a very good chance this is something they're struggling with or one of their friends are struggling with. This is way more common than I think most people recognize. I think just to bring an understanding, even an awareness to some of the language and the terminology, helps us all to be more empathetic. I mean, I don't think anyone who's listening to this show anyways would ever want to intentionally hurt someone, intentionally offend someone. I certainly know I don't. And I want to say that before I start this episode. I'm not an expert. I am not a clinical psychologist. I'm certainly not someone who has a tremendous amount of experience with teens or adults who struggle with gender identity or sexuality, but I do have friends who are going through this. And because of that, I've been trying to educate myself. I'm trying to educate myself so that I I understand these young people who I care and love very, very much so that I can be a support and an open ear, an open heart, and someone who my friends can talk to who are going through this. And while this might feel like, oh, this is just a California thing, it's not. This is happening in small-town America. I've done a few podcasts sharing what topical products I use on my skin, but I think truly what's made the biggest difference of all is doing the microdermabrasion myself at home. So I have this machine. It's called an Ultraderm MD, and I literally can do microdermabrasion on my own skin at home. And if you've ever looked into having that done at a spa, you know that that can cost like $200, $300 just for one treatment. If that's something you've looked into, I highly recommend that you save your money and invest in your own microdermabrasion system that you can use at home. Specifically, the one that I use is from Trophy Skin. It's called the Ultraderm MD. It exfoliates your skin. It improves the way that your skin absorbs all the products you're putting on it. It makes your complexion super shiny and smooth. It helps to just get rid of all those dry patches and it makes your pores much tighter, much smaller. It makes your makeup go on just beautifully. Now, typically this machine runs for $349, but as a listener of The Shaleen Show, they're going to give you 15% off by using the code LIFER. Don't forget that LIFER when you go to trophyskin.com. You'll use the code LIFER at checkout, and that's going to give you 15% off. They've got other products too. So if that's like out of the budget, they've got this Brightener MD that I love to use. It uses microcurrent stimulation and ultrasonic waves to improve the appearance of your skin. And that's under hundred bucks. Plus you get your 15% off when you use code LIFER. Again, that's trophyskin.com, code LIFER. All right, let's get to the show. I think the first place we need to start is with language. And again, as I'm going to say a million times in this episode, I'm not an expert. I apologize if I get any of this wrong. I want you to know that 
I support you. I love you. And those parents who are going through this, please forgive me if I, again, mess up on any of the language. But I do think the right place for us to begin is by educating those who maybe have no idea what any of these terms mean. And it can be really, really confusing, especially as more people, especially here in the United States and even in Europe, begin to openly identify as transgender or non-binary. There are so many more conversations now around a person's gender, gender fluidity, sexuality, and people opening up about these. There's a lot of confusion now around those terms. So if I can do my best to give you kind of a 101 from my perspective of these terms, I hope that it will help you to understand further as we listen to these parents and their experiences. First of all, Gender identity, let's start with that. Gender identity simply refers to how a person views themselves, regardless of the sex that they were assigned at birth. The gender that you were assigned at birth is often referred to as cisgender. So therefore, I am a cisgender, it's spelled C-I-S. I am a cisgender female. That's the sex I was assigned at birth. But people who don't identify or don't really connect with the birth that they were assigned, or the sex, I should say, that they were assigned at birth, they often will identify themselves as transgender or sometimes non-binary. We'll talk about what those terms mean in just a moment. But for example, a woman who assists female, meaning she was born female, someone who's born female at birth, who doesn't feel like they are a female, they can call themselves non-binary someone who's non-binary might feel like they are not necessarily man or woman. There are people who fall somewhere on the spectrum of non-binary, like some days they feel more female, some days they feel more male, or some years they feel more male and sometimes they feel more female. Transgender or non-binary people do not have to call yourself that doesn't require that you've had any medical procedure. So if someone says, I have a transgender child, That doesn't mean that their child has had any medical procedures necessarily. Although some transgender people do opt for what they call gender-affirming procedures. That could be plastic surgery or it could simply be hormone replacement. Then there's gender expression. Okay, gender expression is kind of like how you dress, how you present yourself to the world. Now, listen, I was born in 1969, and there was a period up until probably age seven where my gender expression was probably (laughs) non-binary, if I'm being honest, because there were times I dressed like a girly girl with frilly dresses, and there were times where I wanted to be like my dad. Now, back then, we called that being tomboy, right? Like, I I didn't want to wear a shirt. I just wanted to wear jeans and ride a motorcycle like my dad. I wanted my hair cut short like my dad. I wanted to be like my dad. So I was kind of expressing, if you will, as a child, a gender outwardly that was more boyish or more like a tomboy, more like my dad. Your gender expression is how you present yourself to the world in terms of your clothing, your hair, your interests, maybe the toys that you play with, the hobbies that you have, et cetera, and other physical forms of expressing yourself. Now, someone who has a gender expression that is that doesn't fit society's norms, in other words, like as a, a little girl looking like a little boy, is to express myself as a gender other than the traditional expectations that are in place for little girls. 
the term non-binary is kind of an umbrella term that's used to identify any gender outside of the binary. So binary meaning two, binary meaning male and female. Keep in mind, and this can get really confusing, but not all non-binary people identify as trans. Remember, trans is when you feel as though you are a sex that is the opposite of what you were born. Your cisgender. The word non-binary can describe a huge array of different identities that all fall outside of the traditional binary male-female understanding of gender. And I'm not going to lie, this stuff can get really, really confusing because if you look at the different types of non-binary genders, that's a list that just it continues to get longer and unfold every single day. So there's pangender, which means that you have many different genders within one culture, or there's a demiboy. If someone refers to themselves as a demiboy, that's someone who partially but not completely identifies as a man, a boy, or a masculine person. And then there's a demigirl. A demigirl is someone who partially but doesn't completely identify as a woman or a girl or a feminine person. There's an NB, which is slang that refers to a non-binary person. Get it? Like not all non-binary person like that term, however. There's gender fluid, which means that you kind of wake up some days and feel more female and some days more male. There's gender queer, which is a non-normative or queer gender, which means that you don't necessarily identify as one or the other. And there are at least 10 or 15 other terms that people often refer to themselves in an effort to say, listen, I'm not male. I'm not female. I'm somewhere on the spectrum. Okay, now, as it relates to there being a spectrum of gender, today's episode is, we can't get into whether you believe that to be accurate or not, or the science behind that. That's not the intention of this episode. This episode, listen, I try not to get into politics. I try not to get into those kinds of conversations. My goal today is to educate you, is to help you understand what a lot of these terms mean and what's going on in this younger generation and older generation too, but like what's happening when we refer to gender identity and pronouns. You've probably seen a lot of people place their pronouns in either their Instagram bio or maybe in their email signature, and that's how they want to be referred to. So some people will say, my pronouns are he, they, or my pronouns are they, them. Someone who's using the pronouns they, them is typically someone who's identified as non-binary, meaning they don't necessarily identify as being male or female. So they would prefer that you use the pronouns they, them. And let's just be honest, that's hard. It's difficult. And it can be really offensive to people who have specifically asked that you use those pronouns. In the same way, it can be offensive to you if you're a woman and someone says to you, excuse me, sir, it can be just as offensive. Now, I'm not here again. I'm not here to judge or to defend any of this, but pronouns that people use with regard to non-binary people prefer to choose to use one set of pronouns, and this can change, but they can also choose to use two or more sets of pronouns or even all pronouns. There is no one way to refer to someone who is non-binary. They can use even made-up words like Z, Zay, they, them, she, them, and any combination of pronouns. And yeah, 
it can be confusing. And yes, it can be really upsetting. It can be upsetting to the parents. It can be upsetting to the young adult who has asked to be identified by these pronouns. And it can feel when people don't use their chosen pronouns, it can feel like a threat. It can feel like a microaggression. It can feel like the world is sending them the message, we don't believe you and we're not going to use those pronouns. Now, there's always exception to the rule, but most non-binary people, most trans people, they're understanding. They get the fact that this is complicated. They get the fact that there's a lot of nuances. So the best or the safest thing, the kindest thing that you can do is simply ask someone, what are your preferred pronouns? All right, now let's talk about the term transgender because you're going to hear from parents who will say, I have a transgender son. If someone says, I have a transgender son, that means their child was likely born cis female and then transitioned to male. And remember, when someone says that they've transitioned, that doesn't necessarily mean that they've done a medical procedure. It doesn't mean that they've done hormone replacements. It might mean that they've just transitioned socially. Transgender does not necessarily mean someone has done anything permanent, but they may have and they may have plans to. So pop quiz, if someone says they are a transgender female, that means that they were born, drumroll please, they were born with the assigned sex of male. That means someone who is transgender male, which means they've transitioned to male, which therefore means that when they were born, they were assigned a female gender at birth. All right, how are we doing so far? Are you still with me? Are you hanging in there? Do you still have an open mind? I know for some of you, this is like a completely foreign concept and your brain is having a really tough time wrapping your head around all this. So I just want to compliment you for staying here and staying with me and just having an open mind to this, okay? Now there's the issue of sexuality. And oftentimes, gender and sexuality get lumped together. So if somebody hears that a person identifies as non-binary, there may be this misconception. Well, then does that mean they're bisexual? Or if someone is transgender, that that automatically means that they're gay. But gender is your sex or how you identify in terms of your sex, meaning your gender. And then there's sexual orientation. And sexual orientation is a person's enduring physical or romantic or emotional attraction to others. So just to be perfectly clear, a person's gender is different from a person's sexual orientation. They're not the same. Trans people can be heterosexual, they can be gay, they can be lesbian, they can identify as pansexual or queer, just like anyone else. Someone who's identified as a trans woman is someone who was born what? Yep, male. So a trans woman is someone who was at least identified at birth or assigned the gender of male, and then they transition to be a woman. And remember that that transition doesn't necessarily have to be a permanent transition. Doesn't mean that they did hormones or surgeries, but like they have transitioned and they are now, they call themselves a woman because they feel as though they were born a woman. They believe they were assigned the wrong sex at birth. A trans woman who is primarily attracted to other women would then identify as lesbian. A trans woman who is primarily attracted to men would be considered heterosexual. Okay, now when it comes to sexuality, you might be familiar with the terms heterosexuality, homosexuality, 
bisexuality, and that might be the extent of your understanding, but let me just tell you, there are so many different nuances when it comes to sexuality. And if you're looking to understand this a little bit more, two great books that I would recommend. The first one is titled A Clinician's Guide to Gender Affirming Care. And I just have to tell you, this is a book truly written for clinicians. So the first couple of chapters are pretty specific. But then after that, it gets more interesting. And I think anyone could learn a lot from it. The other book I would recommend if you want to learn more about these things is The Transgender Teen. And then lastly, although highly controversial, is a book called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze, Seducing Our Daughters by Abigail Shearer. Again, forgive me, I'm not an expert at this, but I have done my best to understand and to educate myself. And and I think that's at least a 101 understanding. And I think that's going to make listening to these messages make a lot more sense. And this isn't an issue affecting the fringe. Recent research shows that 20% of teens currently are questioning if they are non-binary. You've probably heard pop singers like Demi Lovato and Sam Smith and WNBA star Alicia uh, Clarendon, even Queer Eye reality TV star Jonathan Van Ness, and actors India Moore and Elliot Page are just some of the more famous people who've come out in the last couple of years as non-binary. And without question, there's a lot of controversy. There are plenty of people who say this is nothing new. It's just that people are are more comfortable coming forward. It's a better understanding. People are more accepting, and that's why you're hearing more about it. And then there are those who believe that this is just a new phenomenon, that this is a trend, that this is an umbrella term that's being overused. And there are people in the transgender community who feel as though that this trend is hurting those who are truly struggling with their gender identity and that this is something that they've experienced all their lives, you know, from the time they were like five and six years old, that they they knew that they were born assigned to the wrong sex. They believed that they were in the wrong body, if you will, and that they feel like the growing trend, especially amongst young women, to identify as non-binary or trans really hurts the plight of those who it's not a choice. They literally feel like they were born this way. Again, I'm asking you to suspend judgment for this podcast. This is not to debate that. I wanted to prepare this episode for you, for us, because it's being talked about in our schools, in our elementary schools, in our middle schools. Our kids are talking about this. It's being talked about in social media. It's just really common language for young adults and for teenagers. And so if you know any young adults or teenagers, you should be aware of these things. At a minimum, you should understand what the language means and how to use the language to the best of your ability and to understand, frankly, that the way language with regard to gender and sexual orientation, the way that we've known them in the past, depending on what generation you've come from, it's all changing. It's pretty radical. So you can stick your head in the sand and you can say, I don't want to hear about it. This isn't happening. It's not a thing. Or you can seek to understand. And I hope that by understanding a little bit more about the language, that you will be more open-minded to hearing the stories that I'm going to share with you on Monday. Like, Monday's episode is going to be crazy. And again, I'm going to ask you to suspend judgment because you're going to hear from parents who are having a really difficult time because this just does not align with their spiritual views, with their faith. You'll hear from parents who 
just are struggling with the loss of, you know, like losing their daughter and their hopes and dreams. And like, what about shopping for wedding dresses and, and grandchildren? And, and you'll hear from parents who are really accepting and loving. And it wasn't a shock. They saw signs from the time their children were really young. They were really open-minded. They got the right help and support. And the transition was not as difficult as you might think. And they've got some great advice. You will hear from people who believe that this is very much a social phenomenon. You will hear from all sides. And I think it's going to be a really eye-opening episode. But again, I think before we could do that episode, I needed for all of us to kind of be on the same page or have a basic understanding of the language because you're going to hear parents talk about their transgender son. And now you know that when someone says, I have a transgender son, that means that their assigned gender was that a female at birth based on genitalia. You now know, after having listened to this episode, that when someone says that they are transgender, that doesn't necessarily mean that they have done any hormone replacement. It doesn't necessarily mean that they've had any surgery or that they plan to have surgery. It just means that they personally believe that they were misgendered, that at birth, a mistake was made based on their genitalia. And regardless of their genitalia, they feel that they are the opposite sex or a different sex or somewhere on the spectrum. Remember, there's also non-binary. So someone who's non-binary doesn't really identify necessarily as one or the other. It may be more fluid. And I know all this is pretty complicated, but I just bet that you have a better understanding today than you did before you listened to this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And I would love to hear from you personally If you have a child who is transgender, even if it's an adult child, I'd love to hear your experience. You can leave me your voicemail message by going to shaleen.com forward slash podcast. Here's some things I'd love to hear from you. Did you pick up on any early signs? Is this something you saw your child now looking back on it? Maybe something they struggled with when they were much younger? Is this something that came out suddenly as a surprise to the family? I'd love to hear a little bit about how your family or you personally have have been able to support or cope or process the experience. And then, of course, for those of you who maybe have, have been through the worst part and you're you know on the other side of things, if you can give us some advice, that would be super helpful. And, you know, I would just want you to be honest because you can leave a message and do so anonymously. Some of the messages I've received already that I can't even wait for you guys to hear are just so real and raw. And and I love that many of you were like, listen, I know this isn't popular. I couldn't say this to my child, but I have to be honest, this is what I'm thinking. And I love that you have a place where you can do that. And you know that you can do that without judgment because you're going to hear everything on the spectrum. And, And I just, I don't think we can judge other people for what they're experiencing, what they're thinking, what they're going through. Because thus far, without exception, every single parent that's left a message has said, even if they said this is like incredibly hard, every single one of them kind of ends with, but at the end of the day, I love my child and I just, I want them to be happy. So whatever that means. Again, the link to leave me a voicemail is in my show notes. By the way, show notes. Start realizing many of you don't know where to find the show notes. I learned this in the pod squad the other day. So depending on which app you're listening to the show on, you can kind of swipe up and as you pull up on the screen, you should see the show notes. That's on like 90% of the apps, like the Apple app, Spotify, 
most apps, you can just swipe up on it. If for any reason you can't see it there, you can just go to my website. Just go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. You can always find the show notes there as well. And thank you for those of you who have left a five-star review on whatever app that you're listening to. Really appreciate you. I love you. I mean it. And I will talk to you soon. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big.